0: Welcome back. I am here again with Daz Smith, and today we're going to talk about a topic we don't often talk about on this show, but a topic which I have some, well, substantial expertise, I should say. I'm not going to undersell it. As you know, my career has been 20 plus years in finance. I spent about five years at Morgan Stanley, first as an investment banker, then as a sell-side analyst, where I predicted stock movements, also predicted or called the rationalization of the renewable fuel industry in the U.S. back before 2010. It was actually pretty easy. You just look at all the ethanol plants that were being built, and I was able to predict that we were going to be 50% over capacity, and and we were. And three companies out of the four, I think, went bankrupt. So with that as kind of an, an intro, this is relevant i promise you to to the channel which there's a remote viewing angle to this so in a prior episode Daz had posed the classic skeptics question on remote viewing if this technique is so amazing why aren't all remote viewers millionaires by now Daz, easy question
1: yeah, <laughs> let's, not, let's not tackle that one not so easy to answer in regards to the, you know, I know we're talking about the lottery, that's that's a harder thing. I think there's a trickster element involved, or destiny. But with the stocks and stuff, it's not so easy. For example, I you know, I have had to learn this as I, as I go along over the last four years, because we, we set up a company four years ago to try to use remote viewing to look at cryptocurrencies and stock markets and stuff like that. Uh, And we've been, and it's very, you know, we have to be honest, it's very experimental because no one ever did it properly before. So, you know, we started off with not really knowing what we're doing to learning as we go on the job training, as they would say. Well,
0: I think I think there was a group of remote viewers that tried to do it. I believe it was an Ed Dame's kind of production where they started a financial firm, but they made claims that when you're, Dealing with the SEC, you have to be very careful about what claims you make to investors. And as a result, I believe there was, and I don't know if it was Ed Dame, so I want to be very clear with the audience because I don't want to disparage anybody that, and it's not meant to disparage, but I'm just trying to be factual. There was some group of remote viewers that tried to do it, but they had an issue with the SEC and it didn't turn out very well. I believe there was an investigation and things like that. So it has been tried and is very publicly failed for all sorts of reasons. It doesn't mean to say it hasn't been done in private, under the radar, because this is something that, particularly when you're dealing with money, you don't want to draw a lot of attention to yourself. For, for instance, if you look at lottery winners yeah. in, in states where they're required to disclose their identities, it attracts – The wrong element in many cases. Also, if you're coming to a a lot of money and you're an unsophisticated money manager, you're also going to do a lot of stupid things, right? And there's a lot of charlatans that are going to show up and take your money. So let's keep in mind that even outside of remote viewing, it's not always a good thing to win the lottery
1: if you don't know what you're
0: doing. Yeah. So anyway,
1: but let's, yeah, uh, so we do have, uh, you know, there is uh, some elements of a uh, trackable history of people using remote viewing to make money. Like uh, Targon put off, uh, did it in the late 70s for a period, of, I think, I think 10 weeks. And I think they made something like 150,000 starting off with. It, so it was like, like the 8, silver market. On the silver market, playing. yeah. Yeah. yeah so we were we were we've been playing with a similar thing on that and you know as you rightly said just now we sell ourselves to the people that subscribe to us is infotainment so it's information but it's entertainment at the same time you know we're not giving people financial advice we're just giving them information to do with as they wish you know we're not saying go out and do this so yeah it's really exploratory but it seems to work quite well I'm like. And to answer your question, no, I'm not rich. I don't have a lot of disposable income to invest, and in. you know, I, you, I feel you need a good amount to invest to increase. But saying that, no, you don't. Good, no, no, you don't. But, but to get to the big amounts, I think you do, unless you that hit that one hundred x. If, you, put, if coin you play
0: the options market,
1: we don't. But that, you, to you can honest. also lose a lot right yeah.
0: so 80% of or something like greater than 80% of options expire worthless so if you were, if you had a very strong view on certain stocks if you play options you can make a, a substantial amount of money with very it's it's equivalent to leveraging your bets that said if you're wrong on those options which again i 80 percent plus of options expire worthless yeah. you're going to lose all your money 100% of what yeah. you what you place the bet in so there are ways to study. do it. Yeah, yeah. There are ways to do it, but you you can't be wrong, and you're going to lose a substantial yeah. amount of your wealth if you if you don't yeah. time it correctly. So, my personal view is, if you're going to use remote viewing, you should apply it like an intelligence operative or yes. an intelligence analyst, not operative, would apply it. Which is, and and, and frankly, as a research analyst would apply it, so that you use mosaic theory, which is it is one element or one technique you use to compose a piece of that overall picture. But you should also be using other elements to construct the narrative for that particular stock or your particular investment thesis as you put it together. And I think people who operate in the financial services industry are very akin to not putting money on quote unproven even though it is proven in the intelligence community techniques like yeah. remote viewing so the way to maximize your success in that particular field is to do it under the radar
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: right and to provide some level of services not just remote viewing that your picks are are vetted by someone who has experience in the industry who can say no that's not right or or what you're seeing is not what you think it is it's actually this
1: Right. We do have that in some regards within our operations. We have a, a technical analyst, Marty, with, I think, 27 or 30 years' experience in technical an- an- analysis. So, so, so he's
0: looking at like shoulders and just the way the stock this, this, this yeah. movement, the stochastic movement is. <laughs> How
1: it moves. All right, so yeah.
0: that's like technical analysis absolutely. is also another. Yes. You're going to get a debate in <laughs> the finance industry <laughs> yes, on, because there's yeah. that and there's also fundamentals analysis, yeah. which are completely different. Whereas fundamental analysis will be like, well, what's the position of the the company in its market niche? What are the competitive factors? What's its cash flow? I think combining – because technical analysis has worked, but you also want to ground it with –
1: absolutely yeah
0: it's kind of the meat and potatoes type people yeah. are going to look at it and be like okay, and we know. you know
1: we do say we do say this and we do indicate this to to all the people that subscribe to our services that we just we're one part of the puzzle and you take our stuff with a pinch of salt and really do your analysis on lots of different investigative levels but saying this we do i do feel we do provide some very interesting information and, and you know i'm not rich myself. But over the three years that I've been investing, and I only have a small amount to invest, as of today, and we're we're in a bad state of affairs at the moment because FTX has collapsed the market.
0: We'll get to that in a second because I
1: want to I yeah. ask those questions. I'm probably about 250% up on my investment on a bad day like today. But on a good day, like six months ago, I was at nearly 800% on my investment in four oh, wow. years.
0: So tell me how, how to, without, so I also understand why you- If you're focusing on crypto, you kind of have to do technical analysis because there's really nothing else, right? There's really, whereas with a stock, you can do the technical analysis, the movement of stock, but you can also look at the fundamentals of what's driving free cash flow and all that good stuff. So how does your offering work? Let's say I'm Goldman Sachs, and I'm not saying you've done business with Goldman Sachs, but let's say I'm a prop trader at Goldman Sachs. I don't even know if they still do that right now. Maybe they do. They did, then the market collapse happened and they got rid of all those desks and they may have gone back to it right now. But let's say I'm a prop trader at Goldman Sachs and I have some extra money to spend.
1: Let's say I spend it on your service. What what service do you provide? Yeah, uh, we provide several different things and it's not all financial based because our, our subscribers also like a, a few uh, mysteries targets fit in there as well as part of the mix but as our service is what we do generally every month we look blindly at three or four cryptos so they get tasked us blindly every single month four of us as remote viewers we also try to look at what the top news reports are going to be for the following month and that's global news financial news crypto news and all sorts and we do that every single month and we do the occasional woo-woo or mysteries target mixed in as, as well. And lots of other bits and pieces, like I, every week I look at the latest crypto news and do a report on that. Some of the other people do lots of other bits. So it's, as I said, it's lots of infotainment, and not all of it is remote viewing based, really. But the crypto stuff is, as I said, it's very experimental. And it's, it's very interesting, especially for me, how it's developed, because... Over the four years we've been doing it, I've seen that the moment I switched to to knowing that I'm doing a crypto target, because I do know I'm doing a crypto Mm -hmm. target. So I want to make that clear. So I am front loaded, but it's one out of 21,000 targets at the moment.
0: Right. Uh, So
1: so you're saying there's 20. Again, I am. Yeah, they're completely
0: there's, there's ignorant. Nearly, I want to be very clear on crypto. Yeah. I, I don't want to build myself as a crypto expert because I am okay, completely yes. ignorant. I know I have a very rudimentary understanding, but when you say 21,000 potential targets, I, I think you're saying there's 21,000 different cryptocurrencies 21, right There's 21,000
1: crypto. Nearly, it's like 20,700. Every day it changes and it gets more each day. So we're nearly at 21,000. So I know if I was doing a crypto target tomorrow, because I want to tailor the information I get, I need to know it's a crypto because I'm trying. I then need to know, because like, I, I can tailor my RV to get financial data. So I know it's a crypto, but I'm blind to it in the fact that it, there's, it's one of 21,000. And what I do is a, what I personally do, uh, and it's a technique that we've developed is I first tried to, and it's really strange because. If you've heard us talk about remote viewing and some of the others, you understand that we do to kickstart our, our remote viewing, we do this ideogram, which is like a, a quick doodle spark of information. Mm-hmm. Strangely, the moment I switched to doing cryptos, my ideograms started trying to draw to me what the market movement for that crypto was going to do over the next year. And it, it oh, it's so like, like as you as you so for
0: folks that don't don't know too much about remote viewing, when when you receive the target you write down the the,
1: the, coordinate, the
0: yeah, eight, yeah the, the coordinates and then you kind of draw you just kind of you're supposed I, I guess I'm not even doing it right you're supposed to just let yeah. you, your subconscious just draw across the screen so so what yeah. you're describing and correct me if I'm wrong is as you let that ideogram go
1: it'll either angle up and to the right or down and to the right is that not correct' quite as nuanced, not quite as specific as that it does have these little nuances as well but Strangely, over a period of months, my ideograms went from normal, like, squiggity shapes and in, in square shapes for structures to shapes that would indicate how I felt that the flow of the market would be for that crypto. And interestingly, if a crypto so, was so, having a... so, so to stop you right there,
0: just to, again, to give you… A, yeah. Like a, so not only would it indicate kind of the direction of the stock, but the volatility of the yes. stock, but yes. the volatility. So the more perturbed it yeah. was, the more movement there would be in that currency. And,
1: and if I, if I took that ideogram and then looked at it against the chart over, oh, you know, what was happening at the time, and then over the next few months, it would be very eerily similar. But not only sure. that as well, what I instantly found was, if I was doing my ideogram and it went backwards instead of forwards, I was like, whoa, what's happening here? And then I started letting the data come in, and it was like saying, well, this crypto is having a few problems, and I write down all the problems I thought it was having. And then when we do our feedback afterwards, and we do our data, and we check up all of this... I would I would easily find that that crypto was used was either it had been hacked or it was having software problems it was having bugs so it was really strange to see how the remote viewing process mutated itself almost instantly to take us from real world things to be able to show us the crypto information in in these very simplistic drawings and Interesting. I thought. Uh, yeah, it, it wowed me at the time, you know, how adaptable it was. But and so for crypto viewing, so we get a target. I do my initial ideogram, and that shows me a bit of the flow. And that's just generally you get a bit of contact. And then I I literally target myself. So I said, okay, now sketch and design the logo and brand of this crypto. And I do that. And then I said to myself, okay, now describe or sketch the primary person, the CEO that's in charge of this crypto. And I do that. And then I say to myself, okay, now let's sketch and describe the technology that this, or the technology or product behind this target. And I try to do that. And then I key myself with things like, okay, now look at the the people that hold this. We call them hodlers, but the people that hold this this crypto look at their group sentiment of them all as a totality for the next six months, 12 months, 18 months, and 24 months, and try to indicate each of these points if they're happy or sad. And then finally, we have these graphs for for a month, three months, six months, and 12 months. And we literally put the pen on the graph. We just like try to do an automatic kind of where we think the crypto is going to go. So we do all this information, And then when we get our feedback after we complete the target, I can then start to see if I'm on target by checking to see if the brand or the logo looks anything like the logo I've done, if the CEO looks or acts anything like I've said in there, and if I get those two points right, that's kind of an an indicator to me that I'm pretty on target with this. So if that's accurate with the known data, the unknown data about what it might do in performance in, in the future might be quite accurate on this target
0: and then how does the product come out is it like a newsletter is it a
1: video how is it once a week once a month we put content out pretty much every other day but on the cryptos so we'll all get we'll, all four of us as remote viewers we'll get together on zoom like we are right now and we'll all describe our data live to the camera and go through it live and then the person that tasks the target will show us the feedback So we can then all look at it and say, okay, well, I think I'm right on this and stuff. And we put those out as videos. And we also give all the subscribers our raw remote viewing data as well, which is done on paper, so that they can, if they want to, take it away and and analyze it and investigate and do what they want to do with it. So it's it's lots of video content, really, that we put out, but they get access to all the raw remote viewing data as well.
0: Okay, and then what
1: website do they go to to sign up for this? It's patreon.com forward slash... No, crypto viewing. Yeah. So we're called crypto viewing doing this. And as I said, it's very experimental, but we have thousands of subscribers and we do have testimony from quite a few of them. I, I think at last count, someone said it was a hundred that, you know, have come up on our, because we have private forums and members areas and everything behind all this. And but, by the so, way, that, you know, that site will be in the description below so people thank can you. find it. Yeah so we have people that give us testimony saying you guys you know not it's not your it, you alone that've done this but your guys information has helped us make money and we've had over 100 people said they they've become millionaires over 4 years from from our I wouldn't say it was all to to do what we're doing but I think we're helping in some small way if they sold before the crash <laughs> yes well if they, if yes. they the cash I mean we have people that play all kinds of things and it's not just cryptos yeah. as well we have on occasion looked at the gold and silver markets and a few, I think we looked at oil as well. And I think we looked at a couple of futures as well. So every now and again, they chuck a a different kind of project in for us to look at. I I did quite a few on the gold ones. And I think we were quite accurate on the, on the gold ones. Yeah. Which,
0: where do these targets come from? Are they just some of the patrons that are?
1: Yeah. I believe there's a mechanism whereby the people that are subscribing to our, our services can, nominate cryptos that they want people to look at and if you get like ten people ask for one I guess the project taskers then pass that to us and I think the people behind crypto viewing because there are a couple of people that aren't remote viewers but kind of know what they're doing with a business head and an It head and that kind of thing I believe they have sources and they have knowledge as well the thing is as a business they try to keep us as remote viewers disconnected from any of that is the admin and all that kind of side of it because yeah, as it should be it would just get in the way of what we're trying to do so i i have to be honest i'm a bit hazy on how all that happens because the operational side just kept away from me
0: so in any offering like that i would imagine in any kind of intelligence operator there should be some all source kind of intelligence center or just like an analyst who takes the raw intelligence right which yes. would be the remote viewing as well as other signals. Yes. Right. So again, I'm not going to get it quite right on crypto, but with the stock market, right, you're going to have signals from the macro environment. So is the yield curve inverted or not? If it's inverted, you're likely to go into recession. Right now, I think it is inverted. Now, the question I think right now, the debate is whether or not we're going to go into, I don't think anybody thinks we're not going into recession. It's just whether or not it's going to be mild or severe, but they would take Some of those signals, also, like you're talking about oil, for instance, you're going to have geopolitical signals, like what's going on with the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And you'll have other signals as well. So weather is going to impact that. And then just individual companies, what are individual companies doing? What's the regulatory environment going to be right now? So right now, it's completely hostile to oil companies. So you're going to have upward pressure on that what's the futures market look like? Are we in backwardation or contango? So offering something like remote viewing would have to be one component out of many. And if it all aligns, then you're pretty. So one idea would be if you look a year out and look at which stocks are going to be the top 10 performing stocks, right? And then remote viewers kind of look. And then if you have a high correlation among what those stocks are, then you can invent, I would, I wouldn't say the top stock because if you put all your money on that and it's wrong, yeah. then fine. But if the stock that comes in and you have somebody look at it and be like that, that thing's a dog, <laughs> like, there's no way. And they could be wrong, right? You know, you, you just kind Absolutely. of put that yeah. level of overlay on it. Yeah, You could have quite a business, but again, I'm, just so that I don't get arrested by the SEC, <laughs> I don't have any dog in, in this fight, yeah. right? Yeah. You're just on this show. You provide this service. And yeah. by all intentions, if you're a crypto investor, it sounds like it could be a useful yeah. p- piece of data. But again, I'm not endorsing or
1: offering any Absolutely, stock views. Yeah. Legalese, 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 yeah. right? And I always tell everyone as well, it's not... Financial information its its just infotainment to do with as, as they wish, but it's definitely not fun. We do not, on everything we do, we have all the warnings. You know, it's not financial advice in any way. And you, I would say to anyone that uh, hires me on any kind of remote viewing project, no matter financials or whatever, do not trust remote viewing information on its own. Always use it with multiple other sources of information because we're as wrong as we are right for some of us most of the time. So you have to be very careful of all remote. Well, remote it sounds days. like it's it's more right than it is wrong, right? Uh, it, it is for me. Other than, as I said, predictive stuff, I would say, uh, although it's still a good rate, uh, my predictive rate is around right about 65 to 68%, whereas my other RV, I would say, is in well above 80%, probably 80%, 90% accurate. So there is a bit of a gap. Yeah, so,
0: but that's future.
1: Can, that's like future for- Yeah, and what things. I can do for you, I mean- you know, I could share the screen now and show you some of the predictions or what I can do is I can give you because literally just this week alone, I, I haven't got them all because I've lost several months of them. But I, I've i got links on my website to three years worth, almost three years other than the months where, where I missed. So please bear that in mind. But I've got most of my... Predictions that I did on a monthly basis through crypto viewing that were confirmed as hits that, that I've put that I've put online for three years. So people can have a look at those. And it's on your website, right? Yeah, yeah. If if I got screen access, I can literally pull yeah. them up and show you some of them now. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so these are from 2021, I believe. Yeah. 2021. So these are put out, once we, we need to confirm, these are put out as like, you know, social media graphics. And these are just like some of the stuff we do on a monthly basis looking at news. So these are like November. So I, this is what I would have said in October would be coming out in November as a global news story. So Mammoth, a story about a key element being found. Yes. discovered
0: what?
1: what is that Oh, that's, dude, that's the text tusk, from my tusk. remote viewing session i said the word mammoth and a story about a mammoth and a key element being found at the discovery a body or a physical thing a, a piece of the creature and then we had a huge global news story that was on multiple news stories about finding a, a mammoth tusk at the bottom of the ocean so let's go with this. What did you see before SBF? The, the FTX well, I, I might story. have some financial ones here. Let's let's have a look here. Well, this is from September two thousand twenty-one. Looking at again, again a month again, I said you know the, the crypto markets would decrease. there would be red markets. They dropped. There's going to be amused brokers, and then we had the worst day in that year. And this was a good one as well. I said there would be a huge mushroom cloud type event next month. Explosives going to be a huge. Release going to be very visual. And then we had this volcano eruption at the time in the mid 2021, which was reported on every news channel. Let me see if there's any more financials. Oh, there's here's one showing some of my kind of diagrams here that I do. So I said in June, this is going to be like the flow of the mark of, the, of this crypto uh, for Bitcoin. I said there's going to be lots of ups and downs it's going to be repeated. It feels really undecided as if it's waiting for something. I also said it feels manipulated, and I tried to draw all these ups and downs, and that was the actual chart of the ups and downs for that month. I'm looking for another one here because we're talking about financials. On this one, looking yeah. ahead, I said month in advance, I said it's going to be sharp angular up, dang moves, and there's a sketch there. This feels like strong, energetic moves, healthy growth. This points to a good future. There's loads. So it goes on and on. Uh, there's another one there, Bitcoin chart. That's from March me trying to draw it there, and then that's the actual chart. But, you know, you can see it's eerily similar.
0: Yeah, it's pretty close.
1: And it's not just cryptos. You know, we're doing all kinds of things here. So that's just 2021. I also put up 2022. Obviously, of course, we're we're not all the way into the year yet, you know, so I've only got a certain amount for this one. So here's some of my 2022 hits so far. That was a, That was a particularly good one. So I said that in March, there'd be a big prediction in April about a, a, a warship, oh, wow. a gray warship that was going to be in trouble, is impacted. It's got a collision feel. And then we have the Russian warship. How many times every month do we hear in normal <laughs> news stories about a, a warship that's in trouble of sinking? V- very rarely
0: because it happens in, usually in silence, right? Like the uh, so these, are, Yeah, these are
1: 2022 uh Here's, what's this one? I was looking at top financial news for February. I said it's going to go down. It's very angry. It's going to be a fast drop in reaction to events, red flashing lights. And here, here's my ideogram. This is what I was trying to tell you, where the ideogram for me yeah. morphed into how I, the, the market movements. It had this really jagged dang movements. And then the Dow plunged 480 points, oil prices, all that kind of stuff. Here's another one, the financial one. So this was uh, top Bitcoin news in February 2022, and I did it obviously in January, and I said there's going to be down, there's going to be a, a drop cycle, definite sideways and down fill for Bitcoin this month. It's going to be reactionary, choppy, and an unsteady fill. and you know that's that's one of the news, one of the many global news stories for for Bitcoin that month. Do you, do you also do this for geopolitical futures? Yes, some you know that's what some of these are like. You know, there's some war stuff in here as well. covid stuff in here there might be more on the 2021 one because as i said this year is nowhere you know, it's not finished yet and i haven't put them all up and i also got yeah. 2020 up, up online here as well and on that one there's twice as many producers i had a really good year in 2020 yeah so i was curious
0: one, about covid like how did
1: how did that pan out well more? on covid this is where it gets stranger a year before covid happened we were doing some of these Far out program RV stuff looking far out, you know, for for our taskers within crypto view. And one of them, for example, was the Macy Day Parade in 2020. And we all did that as a target. And we were like, well, we didn't know it was that at the time, but we were like, yeah, nothing's happening. I don't get anything. And they were like, we don't understand. The target's Macy Day Parade. And we were like, there's no people. There is, I, I don't understand. We don't understand. And we were flummoxed. We did not know what was happening. Of course, in hindsight, you no, know, when when yeah. COVID happened and stuff, the, the parade and nothing went on because people were all locked down and all that kind of stuff. We were getting for a year before COVID, we were getting some very strange data that would overtake our normal RV sessions with, yeah, talking, of, yeah, talking about mass demonstrations of people, all kinds of, all kinds of very strange stuff. And one of my remote viewers, and in fact, I got I got the video about this online about how we looked at very early in 2020, I think it was January 2020, we were tasked with the origin of COVID virus. And all of us as remote viewers described how it was a leak from a lab. Uh, It's only been until the last six months. That's been an unpopular theory, but it's now with all the latest evidence to come out, it's looking like that is Uh, the Yeah,
0: the moment that thing broke out and the moment I knew that there was a level four containment facility, the only one in all of China at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, I knew it was yeah. a lab leak. Like I, and the the better question is is why the U.S. had been so resistant on allowing that narrative to form. And yeah. it sounds like it was because EcoHealth was subcontracted by yes. NIH, and essentially we or they engaged in gain of function research. The yeah. DI, I think the DARPA turned it down, and they're like, "No, like red flag. We can't engage in gain of function research." So I think that's what happened. So I think this is kind of uh, inadvertently
1: a joint U.S.-Chinese production. Yeah. I do recommend, though, if you haven't seen it on my remote views YouTube channel, I do have the video of our 2020 sessions where we looked at the outbreak of COVID and what, what happened there. And it's a great video as well in context now Now that we have the extra information. Because there's also a piece in there by one of our team viewers called Edward Riordan. And two years before COVID, I think it was two years before, he was getting some very strange data, and he wrote down some words in his RV session that we didn't realize at the time of any significance, and it was gain of function. At the time, no one knew what gain of function was because it only became a popular phrase during COVID. Mm -hmm. And he did this, I think, a year or two before COVID, and we missed it because we just didn't know what that meant in an RV session.
0: Well, Lynn Buchanan predicted it. in 1998, for a large U.S. corporation, right, yeah. um, I this is complete speculation on my part, but based on context, my gut tells me that corporation was Microsoft. Which, if it was, it explains a lot of yeah. behavior from the former chief executive. But again, I have no way of corroborating yeah. or confirming that, and yeah. it's just complete speculation.
1: So, these examples have been shown you are all the kind of examples that I myself and the other viewers put out on a monthly basis through crypto viewing. And just on the news and financial predictions alone, I probably put out 10 a month. And I'd say the other viewers probably put out 10 each a month. So, there's like 40 news predictions a month alone, just in that one little bit of work that we do. And that's in amongst the other crypto stuff and the other projects and woo woo as well.
0: So, how do they do the news predictions? is it something that can you do that without it being a blind target? Like, how does that work? I
1: mean, we know we're looking at news, but that, there's no way to do it other than that. So like, and in fact, we're nearly at the end of the month now. So by Monday, I'm going to have to sit down here at my table and say, OK, I've got to now predict what the top global news stories are going to be next month. And I have to sit down and just do it. And I'll just key myself. So I'll do my ideograms just to get me into the mood of it. And then i'll key myself by writing at the top of pages you know okay now look at what the top crypto news for december is going to be and then a few pages on i'll write now look at what the top financial news for december is going to be and then i may look at what the top us news is going to be or what the top uk news is going to be and that's how i do it. i key myself with trying to come out with what will be the top global news and for example, last month, one of the things I came up with was there's going to be a massive building, massive uh, structure is going to have a huge fire It's going to be in a really prominent city, it's going to be a really devastating fire. And then about a week ago, we had the big a fire in a Dubai building and it wrecked the entire building, you know, it was completely on fire. So it's just things like that. The only problem is, there's hardly any good news. It is it, all... Well, is that because Bad.
0: it's just more energetic?
1: I just don't think any news station anywhere reports anything, hardly anything positive. positive any, any. Yeah, that's that, it, that's. that's 100%. If it's not negative, it's not news kind of thing. Yeah, if it if it bleeds, it leads, right? Yeah, so it's it's all it literally is all kinds of things like oh, markets going down or. I don't know terrorist attack. You know we've done several terrorist attacks and yeah weather events, all that kind of stuff. So it does great a little bit after four years of doing it because it'd be nice now and again to get a unicorn event or something nice, but then not much of that gets reported in global news stories. And I only no. like to, I only, I report mine as a personal hit if I can find more than five global news sources that are actually talking about it on a certain date within that time period. That's the only way I say okay. I, I think that I've actually got a, a hit on this target on this one, and then that's how you get your sixty-seven percent. Yeah, I'm running at around about sixty-five. Well, 2020, it was. I was at sixty-five. I did just over a hundred predictions for news, and I think sixty-five were accurate. So I, yeah, I think I'm running at around about sixty-five percent accuracy, sixty-seven percent on predicting news events.
0: Now, have you done any private consulting for asset management firms on particular topics?
1: I haven't. We've been approached through crypto viewing, but I, as far as I'm aware, and again, I'm I'm held away from the admin side of it. As mm-hmm. far as I'm aware, I, I I'm not sure we're doing anything for that. I think it's mainly just focused on the subscribers, really, the su- subscriber base.
0: Now let's talk a little bit about FTX. Yeah. In your in, in doing all this. Remote viewing. Did you have any warning signs of that particular event? I and, did. And for for people who are here for paranormal stuff, can you quickly explain what FTX is and you know
1: Sam Bankman Freed and all that? All that. Yeah, stuff FTX don't know? was literally just just under a month ago one of the biggest crypto exchange and businesses within our crypto. I call it Crypto Land Sphere. It was a m- multi-billion-dollar business run by Sam Bankman-Fried, who was a well, he was a billionaire at the time. I think he had an asset value of something like fifteen billion, and it essentially crashed overnight for him, and he lost in he lost in a twenty-four-hour period fifteen billion dollars. But now, in the two weeks since all this is, it has is crashed. It's come to light that his entire business over the last four years or so has been a complete sham and has been fraudulent on so many levels. I mean, it's so complex. They even funded some of the American political parties to the tune of hundreds of millions with some of this money and stuff. And there's you know money that was filtered to and from Ukraine, all kinds of very dodgy stuff. And I, that's which, like which will be an interesting
0: which will be an interesting litmus test for American institutions. If he doesn't go to prison, then that is a strong signal that our institutions
1: are corrupt to the core
0: because he bought his freedom,
1: essentially. Millions of people have lost their life savings. I mean, it was crazy. Mm -hmm. And When you do your research on it, you can actually see that. I mean, some of the most wealthiest, most intelligent – well, you think they're intelligent – management funds were literally giving him billions to invest – and he, he didn't invest in it. And people were buying cryptos from his exchange. They were buying Bitcoin. And now that they've done the the analysis, in the bankruptcy analysis, they're actually finding that the company didn't e- ever own any cryptos. It was taking the money that people were were spending on cryptos, you know, through the exchange they thought they were buying, essentially making it look like they had cryptos in an account. And they were using that money and funneling it elsewhere for other services and, and dodgy deals. It's... It's the biggest issue in cryptocurrency for a long time. And I, I personally feel we're we're going to see the fallout from this probably from the next year. We're going to see quite a few more companies fall to this. You know, There are some wavering right at the moment because they've lost tens of millions or hundreds of millions. So, yeah, I think we're going to see the fallout from this for a long time to come. And maybe one day they'll get him in court, but he's not, I don't think he's been arrested yet. I think he's still holed up somewhere in the Bahamas.
0: Yeah, which is like I said, it'll be an interesting yes. Yeah.
1: It's it shocking, side. and I have to be honest, I didn't. The, any of us massively predict what was going to happen, but I did in the month before do one of my diagrams with a big downwards arrow, saying you know this is going to be a this is going to be a huge crash. And I actually wrote, I think the words huge crash. So I, I knew something big was coming, but we didn't know. To and what that was extent. of the cryptocurrency market specifically, huge
0: crash or just.
1: Financial market, I think I did that one on, yeah. And weirdly, I I couldn't work out what it was because in my sketch, every time and I wanted to add color on this one, and I hardly ever add color. I could show you the drawing, actually. I think I've got the drawing I can pull out. Mm -hmm. And on the RV session, I did this big, downwards, jagged arrow, but it was green. And I wrote on the session, I don't understand this. If this is a downwards arrow, it should be red. And I think it was because I think my RV was trying to indicate to me the company because their logo is like this tilly kind of greeny kind of color i mean i might be jumping to a conclusion there but i did write on the sheet of paper i don't understand why it'd be a green arrow going down in a jagged way it didn't make sense to me when i was doing it
0: maybe because they lost dollars instead of cryptocurrency I don't know it, it
1: might be yeah as i said this is what we're doing is very experimental we're learning every time i go along what the nuances are trying to tell us because it's essentially tr- Remote viewing in the past for operational use, like when the military used it, it was very good against hard targets, physical targets. But what we're doing with cryptos is it's not physical in any way. It's very conceptual stuff. So we're still in this process of trying to learn what the language of the subconscious. You should, you should
0: do it with stocks, because with stocks, you can remote view in the past and still predict how the stock's going to perform. So as an example... Let's say you're looking at a particular stock and you want to see if they're going to announce a layoff, right? So you can remote view the management team and see if they like, worked through the financial model to plan for layoffs. And that stuff is material non-public information, so they can't release it to the public until it's already baked. Yeah. Similarly, you can also see if you remote view the investor relations staff on the earnings script that they're writing, what they're going to talk about in the earnings script. And based on that, if you tell any investor that this is what they're going to say, they're probably 70% going to be right. able yeah. to. So I was going to get like simple things like Yeah. Yeah. Did, are they going to did, or did they beat their estimates? Did yes. they beat yeah. consensus estimates? If the answer is no. That's not terrible, but that's an indicator it's going to go down. Yeah, yeah. Secondly, are they going to guide up or guide down? Are they, in other words, if they have guidance, provide guidance to the street? Are they going to raise their guidance or are they going to lower their guidance? If it's beat and raise, stock is probably going up, unless okay. the overall macro environment's not great. If it's miss and lower, chances are stock is going down. So, okay, yeah. You can make a lot of money. In fact, I used to when I invested professionally. No one does this. I, I was the only one who was stupid enough to do that. I would invest the day before earnings, right? Because I could see, you know, and it's yeah. binary. It's either going to go way up or it's going to go way down. Well, not way up or way down. It's going to go up or down. And generally, I was, if I had done my homework, I would be right on yeah. the upswing. So anyway, this t- something to yeah. Something to consider. I mean.
1: Yeah, it sounds like we need to talk to someone that's got experience in stocks like you that could maybe um, take us on a pathway doing that. As I said, we're growing at a good rate, and I'm just totally honest. It's very experimental what we're doing, using remote viewing for this conceptual stuff. But, you know, there are other things as well. Like um, I'm part of the way through a, a study where I'm trying to use remote viewing for what we call ARV. I don't know if anyone's talked to you about that, which is associative Associative remote remote viewing. Yeah. So you pick two targets and you have like target a, which might be, I don't know, the leaning tower of Pisa. That's one outcome. And then you have a a B target, which would be, I don't know, a, a river or something. So two different targets, one for each outcome. And then you say to the remote viewer, okay, you know, you don't tell them what the target is, of course, but, You make them do the target, and the target will actually be which one of those will be their feedback at some point in the future. So you see what the outcome is going to be after the event, and then you send it to them. So they're essentially trying to look at what they're going to get as feedback in the future. So I've been doing that. You can actually do
0: pair trading that way. So if you pick two stocks, which is going to outperform the other, and then the one that outperforms you buy, the one that is going to underperform that, you short. And then you make the
1: profit off the spread. Yeah. yeah. So I've been I've been playing with that using ideograms, you know, those little squiggles. Because the good thing about the little squiggles is that they can be done by a remote viewer in like 30 seconds. Whereas a traditional remote viewing session can take anything from like two minutes up to an hour, which, you know, time is money kind of thing. So I've been working out a process where literally I can try to get information on a remote viewer on an A or B decision in a matter of seconds. And my initial trial on that, I did 10 targets with 12 remote viewers and I got a paper the paper again is on my website, my initial trial on that, looking at crypto markets. So I was just trying to look at cryptos a few days in advance to see if they go up or down and I had hundred percent accuracy. On the first 10, I've now done another additional 21. So I'm at 31 targets and I'm running at 84% accuracy on uh, over those, those 31 targets of predicting, predicting if they're going to go up or down. Interesting. Well, the other thing you have, that's quite good for us.
0: The other thing, when you're catering to financial customers, the other thing you have to look at is what's your alpha. So are you beating the general, Movement of the market, right? So if the market's up and you predict a stock that goes up, that's not super special. But if you predict that it's going to beat the market by risk-adjusted, which means you have to, if if the S and P moves up a dollar, then the stock moves up one point six dollars, right? It's beta of one point six. Then you have to beat it by more than that, right? So there's a lot of nuance to it, but it's one of those things that you want to test st- statistically if you take a basket of stocks and you do this approach over a one year period are you able to beat a random monkey and and frankly most professional investors can't beat the random monkey right they can't beat the yeah. index which is why well, i do my own inve- like i don't i don't really i try not to invest in mutual funds i'll just put it in an, in an ETF cuz yeah. i'll generally beat them
1: yeah. I mean, we do have issues because people have been doing the ARV for a couple of decades in remote viewing and they have problems with what we call displacement and lots of other things. Can, but can what you I actually think really, with... really quickly
0: yeah. explain how ARV works so that folks who aren't familiar with it can... Yeah,
1: I... it's the AB, the associative outcomes thing. You know, you have one target. And you could do it at games as well, because a lot of people do it within remote viewing on uh, betting on like games. They're doing the World Cup at the moment, football. So you'd have... Uh, one outcome target, which would be if one team wins, and then one outcome if the other team wins, and again, so, so it'll be like an image
0: associated with like with if, each if, outcome.
1: If yes. Chelsea wins, you'll—I don't know what Chelsea's colors are—but you'll see blue. And, yeah, we we try to use physical objects. So if Chelsea wins, it might be the Eiffel Tower. If someone else wins, it'd be something else, but it it won't look like the Eiffel Tower. It'd be something that you could tell the difference instantly by looking at their sketches, the differences. So, you know, so one would be a structure and one might be, I don't know, a bird or something so that you could, or a life form or something. So you can instantly tell the difference of what you're looking at. So there are lots of people doing ARV on on that at the moment and getting good results. But the, the results generally across the board over, and then we're talking a couple of decades of work here now, hover around about 51 to 65-ish percent on on, that's, on, that's, on everyone. That's as
0: good as some of the best stock
1: pickers in the world. Yeah, yeah. If you're 60% right, you're making money for somebody. Yeah. But we do have issues in that we have this, this thing that happens called displacement because there are two targets. They're essentially entangled in some way, you generally a lot of time get the remote viewer describing elements of both targets because somehow they're entangled because someone thought about them. They're entangled. And we also have the other problem, which I found in my 31 project study that I've just done in that getting people to, to do three or four of these a week over a period of six months, the latter stages of the project, I have noticed there is a an accuracy level drop off because they just get bored. It's much like the repetitive nature of just looking at something that doesn't make them go, wow, bores a remote viewer. So we do have these inherent problems with everything we're doing when we're trying to look at these conceptual kind of financial types of stuff. It's very hard to keep it it interesting for the subconscious of the remote viewers so that they get excited by it and they're not bored by it.
0: Now, going back to the original question, why why aren't all
1: remote viewers
0: personal millionaires? Yeah.
1: I don't know. Uh, as I said, I, I believe there's an element of destiny involved because on everything I'm good. You know, I'm over 80% accurate. And even when I do lottery targets, I can get four or five numbers mm-hmm. and then I'll find that there'll be a number or two where it's just one digit off. And then I'll try it the next time and then I'll get three digits that are just one digit off. And you think to yourself, there's something there, this trickster thing that's stop it I I said like, I'm just well, you heard what
0: happened to Lynn Buchanan right like he actually got the number 100 correct he just bought the lottery ticket in Washington DC and not Maryland
1: there is there's definitely something there that I cannot describe and I totally know that some people are going to say this is just an excuse I don't know what's going on all I can report is I get good data I know people that get amazing data like I do but we can't win the 100 million on the, on the lottery. And believe me, we've all tried. But there seems to be something there. But again, I, I can't also explain to you how remote viewing works. We, we just do not know at this stage either. And I've, until we do know a bit more about how it works, I think this is always going to be an issue. We need to know. It's a bit like a car. You need to know how a car works, an engine works, to be able to tune it up and, and make advancements. And at this stage, we just do we have no no clue whatsoever.
0: All right, my friend, any final words on investing in cryptocurrency and using remote viewing to?
1: Well, you know, the market's down, so they do say it's a good time to buy, but I would be very, very careful. Don't believe everything you believe within remote viewing. Always do your due diligence on, on financials and remote viewing in general. If someone says something about a certain thing with remote viewing data, ask for other information to follow up or ask for their track record even. How accurate are you normally? you know, ask questions.
0: All right, my friend. Always a
1: pleasure. It's been great fun. Yeah.
0: If you enjoyed this video, hit like and subscribe and I'll see you next time.